All right, welcome back to Money Talk. I'm Andrew Work, and we're back for a look at Singapore from the stock markets to the ticket markets to the wet markets with Michael Swido, author and financial journalist. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Andrew. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. And uh, congratulations are in order. Word is out that you'll be joining Global One Media as a host on their Stocks to Watch channel. Is that right? That's definitely right. Yeah, really excited about that. Uh, doing the first recording today. Uh, it'll be online pretty soon. We're going to be doing interviews with CEOs of publicly listed companies from Canada and the U.S. So it's a great way to find out about small cap and medium cap stocks. Fantastic. I like the Canada part, but we're here to talk about Singapore. Uh, give, us, give us our top level view on what's been going on in Singapore maybe in the past week or so. Sure. So like most other Asian markets, Singapore lost ground last week, though maybe not as much as Hong Kong or Tokyo. The Straits Times Index fell a bit more than 2% last week, and you look at Hong Kong and HSI, fell nearly 5%. Now, I think if you take a step back, go back to the beginning of the year, and you'll see the Straits Times Index made really good gains in January, the first month or so, but then it gave all that back, and the index has been range-bound ever since. I mean, you could look away for a couple weeks, and you come back again, and it seems like it's right back there at the same level, always testing resistance or trying support around the 3,200 level. Right now, it's just a few knots below that at 3,191. So I think one thing that listeners should keep in mind is when you're looking at Singapore or the Straits Times Index, it's not like, say, the S&P 500, where you might put away a sum of money in the index every month and just let it grow. Instead, what really excites Singaporean investors are the REITs, the Real Estate Investment Trust. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not that they necessarily gain a lot of ground. Sometimes they do, but it's that they offer really good yields, often 7% or more. Wow. Yeah, that, could, that is good. I could share a couple of examples if you like. So, so, I mean, okay, so I got it. Don't, don't ETF and, and try to ride the index. Uh, REITs, good for yields. Um, do you have some particular stocks in particular, some companies you're looking at? Sure, i got quite a few. Let me just start with the REITs. So two REITs that are in focus are Fraser's Centerpoint Trust, and Capital Land Ascot Trust. So Fraser Centerpoint uh, recently expanded its portfolio of retail malls. Uh, it bought uh, Next Mall, which is in Sarangoon here in, uh, here in Singapore. Its shares are in positive territory for the year, so they're doing better than the SCI. Uh, and the yield for Fraser Centerpoint is 5.5%. Nice. Now, if you want to look away from retail, think about student lodging. You know, students go overseas, they have to stay somewhere. Capital Land Ascot Trust is the company for this. They have student lodging, they have rental units in nearly 50 cities across Asia, Europe, and U.S. And like Fraser Centerpoint, its shares are up this year, and its yield is more than 5%. Wow, I, I would not have thought of you know student housing as a global, uh, a global investment vehicle, but okay, there it is. Wow. Any, who else have you got your eye on? Okay, so there's quite a few things interesting taking place. One uh, that really caught my eye has to do with Semcorp Industries, and this is because of the energy markets. So Singapore relies primarily on natural gas as its source of energy. And for some reason, even though the cost of liquefied natural gas has fallen this year, wholesale energy prices here have skyrocketed 3,000%. What? Well, wow. starting next year, exactly. It's just like it's in the algorithms. It doesn't make any sense to me, but starting next week, Singapore regulators are putting an end to this. They're introducing new price caps that kick in on July 1st. So mm. that's good for consumers, but investors are saying, hmm, maybe it's not so good for Semcorp Industries, which is one of the major energy companies here. So last week, uh, investors sold off Semcorp shares, led to a drop of nearly 10% in one day. Ouch. Since then, they're showing some signs of resilience. 
And analysts at places like Citigroup and CGSC on B, they're still bullish on the stock. So, you know, keep an eye on it. And by the way, Suncorp Industries, their shares have nearly doubled over the past year. So a little bit selling off isn't uh, nobody's going to be crying in their beer over a little bit of a 10 percent sell off if they if they got in at the right time. Um, you know, I'm up here in Hong Kong. Uh, we hear we, we keep hearing about how Singapore Airlines is killing it. Uh, Cathay Pacific, not so much. I mean, tell us what's going on. How, how, why is Singapore Airlines doing so well? You, you got it right on the button there. I mean, when's the last time you took a flight on Cathay? Soon, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You haven't done it yet. So Cathay's rallying. I mean, it's coming back. It's been losing money, and it's finally about to be back in the black this year. Mm-hmm. Singapore Airlines is one of the world's best-performing carriers right now. Its shares hit a five-year high last week. They're up 34% since the beginning of the year. And just keep in mind, you've got Singapore Airlines, and you have a subsidiary, Scoot, and they are both just doing great. Flights are full. Prices are, you know, they're, they're not low. Uh, and as a result, uh, Singapore Airlines market cap is now three times, almost three times as much that of Cafe Pacific. Wow. And if you go back to the pre-COVID times, the two were, you know, almost neck and neck. Oof. So, yeah, big difference there. Now, I, in my intro, I promised people ticket markets and wet markets. we got two minutes. Let's do it. Tickets. What's going on? Taylor Swift is going to Kaohsiung. She's going to Perth, not coming to Hong Kong. Doubled her shows in Singapore. Coldplay doubled her shows in Singapore. What? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the market for concerts is so hot here right now. As you mentioned, I mean, I got something in my inbox uh, just last night saying Taylor Swift is adding three new shows. Coldplay has broken the record for the most tickets sold in Singapore. Uh, Jackie Jung was supposed to have six shows here, but the organizers added another three after the initial ones were sold out. Wow. We got K-pop girl Blackpink, who was enthralling fans of the National Stadium. Uh, British pop sensation uh, Harry Styles was here. Uh, Taiwanese song mistress, uh, songstress, I should say, Ah May is coming. People are coming for these concerts, not just from Singapore. They're flying in from across the region to attend the shows here. And it is just, you know, it's on fire. And let me just share, because I know you're all into making money in private, you know, oh, um, yeah. investment, right? Yeah. So if you want to know how to capitalize on this, take a look at a company called Unusual. Uh, so it organizes a lot of the concerts. Its share price is up 35% since the beginning of the year. Its parent company is MM2. It's not doing so good. MM2 shares are in the red, but maybe they're set for a turnaround. Hmm. So that's that's one. And sorry, where are the unusual shares listed? Are they listed on the Singapore Stock Exchange? Yeah, both of those are Singapore listed companies. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So that's what's hot in Singapore concerts. What's what's not? What's really fallen off the radar? I gotta say, it's durians, my friend. No. Durians are not hot this year. Uh, there are just so many of them. Uh, you take uh, a Musang King, which is like the king of durians. It used to sell for twelve dollars a kilo. 13 even. Now it's selling for just three. Uh, I mean, I remember like in one of my WhatsApp groups, which was actually for sports, it was Ultimate Frisbee uh, players, and there'd always be somebody who'd come up and say, hey, I got great durians for sale. I can deliver them to your house. This is how much they are. Haven't heard a word from them this year. They're just giving you might away. Ask why. Yeah, why? You might ask why durian prices have fallen so much, and why? it's a function of two things. First is simple supply and demand. Okay, so supply has increased a lot. Mm-hmm. The other, though, are exchange rates. So the Singapore dollar is trading much, much stronger against the Malaysian ringgit, currently around 3.5 to the ringgit. And that's where most of our durians come from. So wow. Singapore dollar is strong. 
Malaysian uh, durians. Well, they're a lot cheaper. I'll have to tell the story of my visit to a Malaysian durian orchard some other time because we're out of time for today. But thank you very much to uh, financial journalist and author Michael Sweidel. Thanks for joining us.